0: Oh boy, here we go for the Friday show. Welcome to the weekend. It is that time. We got no motocross this weekend, but we got motocross on the show today. I will rerun all of the podium interviews we had from last weekend's Washougal 450 class. Next weekend, the next week, I will get into the 250 class, and I'll milk that for the entire week. And then we'll see what we can come up with moto interview-wise for that third week they say think about it, it's two weeks off but it's three weeks of time before they actually race again so they will be off this saturday a lot of guys out having a good time today is friday you know what that means friday means one effing thing on the 49. that means last chance radio that means we get to hear the moto man doing his thing moto man gonna be all up inside you like dr dre today from three to seven p.m sometimes he has kyle Other times, Kyle's out working a real job. How dare Kyle have a real job? What is he thinking? Out there working his ass off in the hot, hot sun. Breaking his balls in the hot sun. He fought the law and the law won. That's what I know, Kyle. But uh, maybe Kyle will be in there with him. If not, it'll be just Moto Man doing his thing. I know he always checks in with our dude, Bebek. Talks about really good uh, alcohol treats for our adult friends for the weekend. And that is fun. So uh, listen for all that today, starting at three o'clock. And while I'm on programming tips tonight, tonight, tonight on stars, uh, it is heels season two, the premiere. I'll be honest with you. My son's on that show. I don't know if he's on the, on episode one. He's not in every episode. He's in like however, however many episodes a season, but uh, he's a uh, uh, regular on the show, but not, uh, I have no idea. I have no idea how they do it, but he is on that show. The premiere is tonight on Stars. It is a good wrestling show. Got a good dude drama, I promise. It is, you'll like it. If you're a dude and you like wrestling, you'll like that show. It's really good. So go check that out on Stars. Now that I am done hawking everything I need to hawk, let me tell you this. I have got, and the nerds are awesome in many ways, and I have a nerd that's, he got a good invention and now he's spun that invention like five times and now he's gone just full sci-fi nerd with it and it's it's pretty cool i got a ufo update because i always do uh no new ufo story just more of an update on what the government is doing with the information they have been given by whistleblowers and we'll get into that one as well i got a crazy story of a dude accused of a crime in fact not only accused of a crime convicted of a crime he did not commit 17 years in prison and you won't believe what's going to happen to him now that he's out. After 17 years of being in jail for a crime, he did not commit. And by the way, he only had to serve seven. All he had to do was be like, admit guilt and then go to like therapy with other uh, rapists. And he said, I couldn't do that because I'm not a rapist. And he kept refusing and claiming his innocence. So they kept him in jail. 17 years. And then they found out, oh, my God, that guy's innocent. This is a crazy story. Uh, I got a hot chick that I'm going to hook up uh, Moto Man with, even though it's going to have to be Conjugal Visits Moto. Uh, update on the Bud Light situation. This is not good. This is now affecting the people you don't want it to affect. But the higher ups are going to have to fall on the sword here. Really going to have to fall on the sword, in, in my opinion, to save the lower guys. But we will uh, get into that one as well. It is the Friday episode of The Stretch Show. I am fired up to get into the weekend and do nothing. You know what's funny? I haven't talked to those idiots. I don't know if they're doing a moto show. They could get together on Saturday and do a moto show where they may be like me going, F this, it's 900 degrees. We're sweating our balls off even in full AC mode. And we're going to take the weekend off. I am not sure. They may they may do it. Moto will advise you of that on the uh, LCR today. And also, the stretch show probably sounds different today because I have a huge-ass fan right behind me blowing, going into the microphone, and I got no Fs to give. Because you know why? My balls will fall off. It is that hot and sweaty in this room. And I said, F it. I don't care. Let it sound like crap. I'm dropping a damn massive fan right behind my head let it blow in the microphone and see who gives an F it will not be a person named stretch all right coming up next let's get into the UFO topic let's talk about that a little bit and then we'll roll into the rest of these nuggets of joy it's the 49 big 49 is a stretch show typically at this time I'm dropping the X-files theme and you're like oh here goes crazy loony loon with his tinfoil hat getting ready to talk about aliens Today I'm dropping some corn, you know why? This topic's gone hardcore. It's gone hardcore. Uh, a lot of people are doing interviews now, more and more, and I and I, I like that they're doing this. People that were in the uh, House committee that were there for the UFO hearings on Wednesday morning are now doing interviews. Uh, the witnesses that testified are still doing interviews. And I firmly believe not so much the two Navy pilots, but Grush. He needs to stay bobbing and weaving, and he needs to stay active telling his story because something broke today from uh, Congressman uh, Bruchette out of Tennessee that is insane. He did an interview to, uh, yesterday, I guess it was. He went on TMZ, and, and and you're like, wow, a congressman? Like, that's thirsty. He's just trying to, you know, get in the public eye. I don't care. I, I, this guy's got a really good great topic to talk about and i think people are interested in the fact that he gives an f and he wants to get to the bottom of it makes me like this dude and, and by the way anybody that was on that committee i like i t- i ranted about yesterday one of the first truly bipartisan deals we have seen in years out of those numb in washington and it's good to see but uh Bruchette comes out yesterday and they're like all right what's next and he's like next is getting grush into a private chamber with all of our security clearance and finding out who was murdered and who murdered them and i'm like whoa 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 whoa! But what did you say pump the brakes i heard him say in the in the uh uh hearing on wednesday they said has anyone been harmed and i assumed it was like aliens probing people's what where i thought that question was going and he said no just what they did to my wife and i now Grush himself has never witnessed a UFO, has not been abducted that I know of. So I'm like, oh crap, that's the government messing with him. Well, apparently he told him, and at some point in the report, that they have murdered people to keep people silence on this topic. That's crazy. And everything that dude said, he said, yes, I have names and I have contacts and I have hostile contacts and I have uh, people that will cooperate. It's like, dude, That's huge. You're going to die. Like, they're going to kill you. I I guess it's written down. If they kill you now, it's, I'm I'm glad he's doing interviews, put it that way. I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he's gotten all of this written down. I'm glad he's given it to the powers that be, but it sounds like the the right powers that be, that that's a, a huge accusation. We have murder of a human being by the federal government of the United States. And an act to cover up. That is conspiracy at its finest. And that is really, really bad. And trust me, no numb nuts goes and acts on his own to commit murder. That is a uh, whole, you know, dark shadowy government situation. And that person that committed the murder was ordered to-, to commit the murder. He does not say who it is or who it was, but if you follow this topic like I have for so long, You hear a lot of stories of people being physically threatened and intimidated and people disappearing. Look at a guy, a great example, and it's weird that he has not come up in this yet. uh, Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar is a dude that literally says he worked at Area 51 back in the day, reverse engineering UFOs. He said that was his job and that's what he did. And then when he came forward, man, it got crazy on him. And then he kind of slipped off into oblivion. I wonder if they they didn't ever get to Lazar. Like, why is he not in this? He's still alive. It's not like the guy has died yet. Hasn't committed suicide yet. I don't think he's worked with the Hillary Clinton campaign at all, but that's irrelevant to the situation. So here we are. What's going to go down? Like, uh, are they going to kill more people? How many people have they killed? You have heard. Follow this topic. You will hear about intimidation, the men in black, threats. You heard about death threats all the way back when we had the Roswell incident, when the UFO frenzy was really just getting started. I know it started in the thirties in Italy and the United States, according to Grouche recovered that craft and they have that one. But in the forties, right after World War II, you, you hear the same thing, the witnesses saying that they came forward and they threatened them and they were like, give us back anything you took. And they were, very heavy-handed, and that was the army at that point. And believe me, they got better at this, and the men in black surfaced whenever people would see UFOs and talk about UFOs, and they would get threatened. Also, another thing that was really great that I didn't discuss yesterday when I was breaking down those hearings is uh, Grush talked about interdimensional beings, and that is a really cool angle, and I think that's the reason he won't go into Details about aliens or extraterrestrials. Like, he doesn't know if they're from another planet. He, he thinks these things could possibly be interdimensional crafting creatures. They're coming through like a wormhole from another dimension or a parallel universe, which sounds science fiction as F. But, I mean, we're talking about stuff where the physics is impossible. Like, to us, it's 100 million light years to get from, you know, the closest planet where there's people on it. That means... It's unreachable, no matter, we can't go light speed, and if we went light speed, we still couldn't get there, so craziness, but if they come, like, slip through time from another dimension and bam, that's crazy, and that was brought up, and Grush brought that up in the hearings as well. No one's talked about that yet, I've heard, but I did uh, remember him talking about that. I did not... If he mentioned the murder, I know he said people were harmed. I just thought that was, you know, bullying and intimidation. I did not think there was a murder from his testimony. But uh, that's according to the Congressman uh, Bruchette from Tennessee yesterday, talking about he wants to find out who it was and he wants to get to the bottom of it. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people in jail when this is all said and done. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I'm Stretch. Up next, let's get back to normal nut stuff we talk about on The Stretch Show. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Seeing a lot of people like Justin Barsha hanging out in Italy today, getting ready for the Gas, Gas, Spice It Up Festival that's going on Saturday and Sunday over there. This is a one of a kind badass event where literally they have all the 2024 Gas Gas bikes out there. And if you get a package, you can come out and ride the bikes. They got dirt bikes and the Enduros and everything else that you can go out there and test ride. They got all their stars out there. They got music. Everything I've seen so far, they're cranking rock and roll with a bunch of badass 2024 gas-gas bikes to check out. And it's already started up, even though the event itself is this weekend. Looks like a hell of a lot of fun over in Italy. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's a Stretch show. On a big old Friday Palooza. Coming up today, 3 o'clock, Last Chance Radio, the Moto Man. Right now, speaking of Moto Man, I want to talk about some nerds. Nerds rule the world. I'm telling you, look at Elon Musk, look at Zuckerberg. Look at all those guys. Nerds are running the world, and it's because of nerds like this nerd. This nerd didn't do anything amazing like make computers or electric cars or fly to outer space or try to colonize Mars or anything awesome. No, this guy's, well, he's a wanker is what he is. And so you're a nerd wanker. How do you, you know, take that to the next level and become a god of the wankers? And that's exactly what this guy did. His name's Brian Sloan. And uh, before I get into his latest invention, let me tell you, for the last 15 years, He has been the inventor of a thing called AutoBlow, a mechanical masturbation sleeve that's been through multiple uh, variations in the last 15 years. The first AutoBlow launched in 2008. He says, now looking back on it, it was an embarrassing product. But in 2014, he successfully crowdfunded its successor, the AutoBlow 2, which went viral and it got so much attention and people were so into it, the site was crashing. He didn't build his infrastructure big enough to maintain all the traffic he was gonna get. This little nerd wanker just went into the Wanker Hall of Fame at that point. Well, then he came out with the Autoblow AI Plus, which is a voice command enabled version of the Autoblow AI. A year before that, he introduced the Automoblow, which was basically a thing that jerked you off while you drove your car plugged in, it's, it's set in your cup holder, and then it reached over and gave you a handy while you drove your car. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, pretty sure. Unless you got really dark tinted windows, uh, pretty pretty illegal to be uh, jerking it with your schlong out driving down the freeway. It's also not safe, you know, blow a load, block your vision, drive off the road, things like that, pass out. Maybe it was a good one, I don't know. And uh, for that one, just so you know, he said he hired these Serbian dudes, to watch 108 hours of fellatio and then they marked it on their computers. I think these guys work for the 49, I'm not even joking. Uh, And they're computer nerds over in Serbia and they marked and did documentation digitally of 108 hours of fellatio to create the exact data set that matches a porn performer's bobbing cadence with their head when they're blowing a big knob. All right, so you're like all right, stretch. This guy is a this guy is a freaking this guy's a god stretch. Like what what else can he do? He's going down in the annals of legends of wanking. Well, now he has outdid himself and it's amazing, amazing, amazing that he stepped up when he uh, named this this new thing. It's basically mental masturbator. Here's how it works. Apparently there's a headset and it goes on your little wanker device, on your little uh, dick sleeve, your auto blow, and you put that thing on your schlong and you think it and it just does it. I don't know what was wrong with the old one where you turned it on, battery operated, and it just jerked you off, but no, this guy now has uh, it's control of sexual stimulation devices using I, a word I can't even say, but basically it's with your brain. And he brought in 49 pages. That's big 49 pages of charts, graphs, and illustrations showing them that the sex toy moves with your mind and they demonstrate it. So you put the little little hat on and a mechanical masturbation sleeve uh, does what you think. <laughs> it's just, this guy's just getting better and better. Next level, Brian Sloan, you, sir, are a real man of genius. You really, really are. Speaking of real men of genius, uh, what are we at now? Coming up next, going to get into a moto interview with, uh, let's see, who are we going to get into right now with? I know. Let's get into it with our friend Chase Sexton. We'll talk to Chase Sexton. And then after Chase Sexton, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, craziness going on at Budweiser with uh, that stuff's not, never ending. It, it's never slowed down and never let up since the controversy started. And we'll uh, visit that a little bit. All coming up on a big four nine after our friend chase sexton hrc honda big 49 it is a stretch show and right now we are sitting down with another rider from that hrc honda team his name is chase sexton a friend of the 49 and chase you are getting there man you are right on the cusp you were running turning in number twos left and right since you've been back from injury but man you really look primed to take one of these, and today was as close as anyone's gotten to just pressuring Jet, and then in that second moto, it looked like it could be done, and then you you had that spill where you went down. Walk us through your day. Let us know uh, you know how it went for you. Yeah,
1: the first moto, I uh, I just didn't get the greatest start, and I kind of got uh, fumbled back a little bit, which. Took me a while to get to second. and once I got there, Jet was already gone. So okay. second moto, thank God they got a restart because I smoked the gate. <laughs> uh, I think Jason hit it the next yeah. thing because I, I ran right into it. So yeah. um, thank God we got a restart. And then I got a good start. AP was just a little bit on the inside of me and forced me wide. So he obviously got the whole shot. Um, and then coming up that next hill, I was like – I was stuck in the middle. Like, Do I go outside or do I go inside because if I follow – I feel like jet's going to pass me if I go outside I could find a good line hopefully and try and get around AP and ended up not working out in my favor so got bumped back to third and then um yeah I kind of just I rode around for a while just trying to find some good lines and then right as I was starting to start to kind of close up a little bit um came down the hill went into the corner and just stalled it and fell over obviously so uh yeah the the riding was good again today. This the track was a little bit different today than it normally is. I feel like it was rougher this year than it has been, okay. just with the sand they mixed in and stuff like that. And I also don't feel like the ruts got as, as deep today or as good. So, um, yeah, there was there was not not much for ruts out there. So, it would uh it was just a little bit different track than we're normally used to here. But, um, yeah, overall I just still clicking away and trying to uh get better every weekend all
0: right and then what happened in that spot where you did go down were you because you were taking another line through that section and then at that time were you just trying to do what uh what jet was doing so that he didn't make up any ground on you or what happened at that point?
1: No, I was actually hitting the same line. I just went wide, uh, just
0: because AP was on the inside. I didn't want to follow, but, uh, ended up not working, (laughs) working out (laughs) with my favorite. All right. Let's uh, talk about this one. Chase, you've come in second, just about every race that you've been in. You, you had the ones that you missed for injury and illness, but is it being that consistent and up there on the box and doing as well as you've done? So you haven't got the win yet, but you're looking really good and a solid number two almost across the board when you're on the track. Is it... Make it any easier, uh, I guess, of a pill to swallow when, you know, when you're losing to your teammate or, by the way, and is that a difference too? Because he's your teammate, is it as bad? Like, like what's going through your mind right now with these consistent number twos?
1: Oh, I mean, it's not, I don't think it really matters that he's my teammate. It sucks losing to the same guy every weekend, but But, um, yeah, yeah, it's like he said, it makes us both better. I want to beat him. He wants to beat me and yeah. Jason's obviously getting better, so it's it's gonna be a, a fun last three races, but yeah, yeah I, I don't wanna lose to anybody. It doesn't really matter who it is. Last year, I feel like I lost like 10 motos straight to Eli and started to get yeah. better towards the end, so um, yeah, my mindset always stays the same. I wanna win, and I feel like this is just making it, uh, it's just making me better. Obviously, yeah. it's been frustrating and tough, but I feel like uh, this, while riding, is getting better and better, and I feel like even compared to last year, Everyone likes to compare last year and this year, but I do feel like the speed is even higher. Um, Every year the the speed continues to grow, and with Jet coming in, I feel like last year I had a little bit more speed than Eli, and now I have a new kind of uh, guy I have to chase down. So (laughs) I think it's uh, it's just an evolution
0: of the sport and something that I I enjoy and can uh, take that challenge on. All right, and then like we said, this was – you looked really fast today, and you were running – jet down and it was something to see. It was very, very exciting. You had to spill and, and right when you were at that point of where you were going to get them and I realized you were probably pushing hard there but is that any constellation at all to know how fast you were today and how much pressure you were able to put on jet today? Is, is that any constellation I guess? Yeah, a little bit of bolt. it's obviously a bummer to go down and plus when
1: you stall it, it's like if I just feel like an idiot to be honest. I was trying to I was kind of just trying to close the gap. I feel like I was kind of riding there. I wasn't charging super hard, but I was starting to pick up the pace a little bit and trying to get closer to him. And it was going to be hard to pass no matter what. I was just trying to kind of put some pressure on and see if I could pick my way around the track. And I had some different lines where I possibly could have made in the past, but it would have been a a full send kind of move. So I was just trying to get close. And yeah, it it was better riding. This is, I feel like, one of the closest races I've had, or speed-wise, I feel like my speed's always been good. So, um, yeah, we'll just keep plugging away. And like I said, I, I enjoy new challenges, and okay. it's uh, it's never-ending. So we'll try and uh, yeah overcome this one and. Uh, move on to SMX.
0: And today, when you were closing that gap and you were inching ever closer, did you have a passing spot in in mind, or are you gonna just wait for you know when the opportunity presented itself, go for it? Yeah,
1: I had I had some different lines. I was I have the freedom of being in second, uh, just to be able to move around a little bit. I wasn't I wasn't worried if I kind of lost time. I feel like I could kind of get back to him. I just gotcha. I didn't have a specific spot. It's more of like. If he was to make a mistake or if I could get close enough, it would have been kind of a a full send moment. Like, uh, first moto, I passed Verandes on that downhill. That was like a a Hail Mary at that point because there was really no other place to pass. So, (laughs) um, it was just, yeah, I was trying to get close. I feel like I was really starting to kind of inch up. And, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of him and I feeling each other out for most of the moto. We know it's going to come down to the wire. And there was no point on me just going out there and trying to... Blow up the first few laps because we know we're going to be there towards the end. So yeah. it's uh, it's just kind of a game of chess. And <laughs> today, unfortunately, I lost again. But <laughs> we'll uh, we'll try and get better towards uh, these last three races.
0: All right, as we head into Unadilla, which will be next up after the break. Uh, how, where does that sit on your list of favorite tracks you like unadilla not like unadilla? What do you think?
1: It's it's definitely one of my favorites. This is these last even this one Unadilla, Bud's Creek, Ironman yeah. are some of my favorite tracks That's okay. where I feel like I ride better and I think Unadilla last year was one of my better races. I um, Yeah, had a good one there last year, so It's a it's a fun track. It's fast, but also it has a lot of long ruts Which I tend to like I I like to stand up and that seems to suit my style there so okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. it. Obviously, we have this break, and uh, I look forward to kind of taking a little time off, but also trying to improve. I think we have uh, a lot of a lot of room to, to grow and make up, and that's kind of my mindset. So yeah. hopefully, we can come into Needledilla a little a little better than we were today,
0: and that's. Uh, yeah that's where we're at all right and so speaking of the time off and getting ready for unadilla are you gonna take vacation time or do you feel like you're so close that if you really push it and train throughout this entire time off that you can close that gap by the time we get to unadilla uh what's gonna happen for you in the next couple of weeks
1: uh I, i'm gonna take a it bro. this next week i'll be pretty chill but <clears throat> there's some things that i want to fix just with the bike and I still don't feel like I'm I'm jiving with it um, yeah. super good. So there's stuff that <clears throat> I want to get better on that side and also on my side with uh, just technique and stuff like that. But uh, okay. yeah, I like Jason said, but like he was off. He was off longer than I was and didn't do anything. And I was off for probably I don't know three weeks where I was laying on the couch. Like <laughs> so it was it was fun to come back and now I feel like I'm kind of in that flow where he's obviously starting to get into it now. But uh, yeah, I don't want to lose that. And I want to keep improving.
0: All right, well, congratulations on another great ride today. Giving us some excitement there in that second moto, especially looking really, really good. I can't wait to see uh, you dialed in a little more when we get up to Unadilla. Best of luck to you there. We will talk to you soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of moto rock extreme. The Man Urge. Yesterday was announced that one of the co-founding members of the legendary rock band, The Eagles, has died at the age of 77. It's their original bassist, Randy Meisner, say he died from complications from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Rest in peace, my man. Man, Kevin Costner just got divorced. He got taken to the cleaners for like 140 grand a month in child support, and now he's losing the parenting wars in divorce. The ex-wife took the kids on a really glamorous trip to Hawaii, and as soon as she got back, Kevin picked them up for his vacation trip, and he's taking them to Aspen. You know what's going on at Aspen in the summertime? Nothing. Nothing. You know what's going on in Hawaii? Awesomeness. Kevin, you're losing, bro. You gotta step up your parenting game for the divorce deal. Because the kids choose, I'm telling you, Kevin. They know you're writing the checks, but you better step it up on the trips. Also, Kevin, I gotta tell you, if you want to be incognito, ditch the cowboy outfit. Because you know what you see when you see Kevin Costner walking around a cowboy outfit? Holy crap, it's that dude from Yellowstone. Maybe wear a baseball hat. Maybe blend in a little better. I'm telling you, Kevin, this is not good. Here's some good news. Bronny James, the son of LA Laker LeBron James, was released from the hospital yesterday and got to go home. They are expecting him to make a full recovery. Still no word yet on how an 18-year-old goes down with a heart attack during basketball practice, and the guy's played basketball his entire life. It's kind of crazy. Hopefully it wasn't the vaccination like a lot of people are thinking it could have been, but I'm not a doctor. I don't know. The man. Man entertainment with Stretch. All right, it's the big four nine. Shout out to Chase Sexton. That's our dude right there. Good luck to him coming up in the uh, resume uh, to racing at Unadilla in a couple of weeks. A lot of these guys, I think, need this time off, too, just to recover and get better. Chase Sexton was getting dialed in. If he works hard throughout the two-week break, and rest as well yeah i think you don't have to leave home you don't have to travel you get a couple weeks to really get healthy and physically fit i think chase sexton gonna get one of these races before these last three are done Ah, but our next guest after this he'll have something to say about that that would be mr jason anderson pro circuit kawasaki also getting dialed in finally after a long injury long road to recovery but he is back on the bike and back on the podium talk to him right after this segment, but right now let's revisit the Budweiser uh, insanity that was the Bud Light thing. We all know what happened. No need to rehash that. They brought in a trans dude. They didn't even really bring him in. They just sent him some beer and made him like a they wanted, here's what happened. All these companies are greedy as F and I'm looking at all of them. I'm not pointing just at Budweiser here. It's every company out there. And it's so true. I saw so many things that would show, I guess June is uh, gay pride month and then we see the rainbow this and every company's doing some promotion. And in July, you don't hear about it again because they don't really care. They're just trying to capitalize on it and extend their brand. Everyone wants more. Wall Street is the greediest bunch of sons of bitches on the planet. And if you're not growing, you're shrinking. And if you're shrinking, you're dying. At least your stock price is. So they are all trying to find new ways to extend their brand. So they're like, all right, we got these, let's say, 100 million knuckleheads drinking our beer. They're here. We're fine. We're not losing them, they took for granted. Let's branch out and get some trannies. You know, that's a small group, but, well, you know, it'll look good. It'll be PC. We'll, you know, pick up and maybe there's another million trannies out there that we can get to drink our beer. So... That's what they did. It was a big gamble. The problem was the numb nuts lady that then came on and insulted the other 30 million people that drink the beer on the regular and said, you're all a bunch of knuckle-dragging uh, frat boy morons, is pretty much to paraphrase what she said. And people were like, really? So she got uh, fired, thank God. Harvard, by the way, never, never trust a really highly educated person, especially when you're appealing to Low common denominator people like us here on the 49. I mean that with all of my heart. Those are my people and I can speak to my people like that because I'm one of you. I don't want some Harvard a-hole telling me about beer or what's cool or whatever. No. I want a dude. A dude that drinks beer. Uh, And and a dude that's a dude. Not, Not a dude that thinks he's a chick. No, a real dude. So they did that. It blew up in their face. They never apologized or backpedaled from it, because when they like backed off a little bit in the gay community, which is, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, they bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch bitch about everything. And they're a very, 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 very very small minority of people in this country, yet they complain like they're a majority. And so they were afraid. They didn't want to push back from either side. So they just kind of sat there with their thumb up their ass, thinking it would blow over. Well, it's blowing over in the sense of they've lost however many billions of dollars in sales and now it's starting to affect. And this is this is what bums me out. This is what I didn't want to see. And that is they're laying off people at the, uh, the plant where they make Bud light because people aren't buying it. We don't need as many people. It's not a ton, but it's 300 people. 300 people lost their jobs yesterday. And that is not cool, man. And I pray for those people. It's not their fault that the idiots in their marketing department are stupid and do stupid stuff and their CEO is a CIA operative look that up and won't back down from this either so it's a cluster F of crap and wokeness and stupidness and greed and everything else and now the little guy is paying the price that, that bums me out that really really bums me out they're, and you know, and they're trying to put on a bright face and say it's less than two percent of our 18,000 U.S. workforce, and the layoffs won't impact frontline workers such as brewery or warehouse staff. They're saying they're going after marketing people in L.A. and New York, and but once again, I'll go there. They say uh, marketing people in St. Louis, New York, and Los Angeles. Could, in essence, that's who should be fired because that's who created this situation. But I'll tell you what, those same people created some of the greatest television advertising you have ever seen in your lifetime. The Real Men of Genius is amazing. The Bud Light commercials over the years are amazing. Those people didn't choose to pick up a, a dude that thinks he's a chick and put him on a can and hope to extend the brand through social media. It was never a real endorsement anyways, which just blew me away that everybody overreacted so bad. I get when the VP of Bud Light came out and. Blasted everyone for being knuckle dragon idiots. I was like, whoa, that was offensive. But I don't get that all these other people are losing their jobs, and, and it's happening. The sales of tanks since April, it hasn't come back, and the restructuring started taking place yesterday, and a little bit over 300 people lost their jobs. And that sucks. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I'm not down with that. I, I'm glad. You know who should have lost their job? The CEO, the CIA dude. And the freaking lady that was the Harvard idiot that brought that on and insulted the crap out of the loyal, great Americans that drank their product loyally for years and years and years. That's who should have been fired. And then it should have stopped there. They should have apologized for what they did and said, we didn't mean to do that. We want to be inclusive of everyone. They could have worked their way around this. People would have gotten over it. But they didn't. The idiots dug their heels in high ups. And those are the people that should have been hacked. And I just hope that they think of that when they start trying to save money. Let's get rid of those really high-paid people and not these low-paid people because God bless the guys that drive the trucks and work in the warehouse and brew the beer and all that stuff. Those are great Americans, and I would like for them to keep their jobs. So that's my two cents. I'm Stretch. I'm a great American. Coming up next, let's talk to another one. His name is Jason Anderson, Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Got him up right after a little more rock and roll on the 49. Big, big, big. the big 49. Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, I may not be the smartest guy in the world, but I can add one and one together and find out that it's two. And I can tell you this, all over the Instagram this week, I've seen posts about the Moto Beach Classic 2023 going down Huntington Beach, October 14th this year. And that last year was the same exact time on the same exact day and the same exact spot as the Red Bull Straight Rhythm Section down on the beach in Huntington. And there's no mention of that. And they have not announced that there will be a Red Bull Straight Rhythm Section in Huntington Beach again this year yet. So as of now, it looks like those two events are no longer merged together. And I don't know where the Red Bull Straight Rhythm Section is going to be this year. Maybe they're headed back to Pomona. We'll have to wait for the official announcement. But I do not expect it in Huntington Beach at this point. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now big 49 it is stretch show and right now we are sitting down with a dude we have not had on the show in a while because he's been out with injury and ever since coming back has just been slowly grinding his way back into true racing form and today he got there and is on the podium in third place overall i'm talking about jason anderson of that pro circuit kawasaki team not only are you coming back from injury but you're a brand new daddy as well you got a baby at the house you're probably changing diapers and stuff like walk us through your routine now like you, you got the baby and then you're also trying to get back in and get back on the box so what's going on with uh el hombre world you on diaper duty or what
2: <clears throat> yeah i mean thankfully my wife is doing most of it oh, good. but uh the j- diaper changing but uh yeah. when i come home from the track i'll, I'll get a couple in here nice. and there and- but, uh, other than that, it's, uh, it's been, it's been fun, you know, it's, uh, it's been definitely more fun than trying to come back and race <laughs> these last four rounds. Cause man, I've been, uh, nice. haven't had much time on the bike and, you know, yeah. being able to, you know, just being tired, you know, yeah. just being able to work my, work my way into it has been tough. And, uh today I was able to get you know two motos and uh you know they were they were decent they weren't the greatest I feel like I have some speed but for me I'm just managing my motos you know I feel like where I start I can maybe make a few passes and then um just go from there but I, I still feel like I have speed but I just need a little bit more of that race fitness to be able to uh maybe hook on and be closer to these guys um towards the end of the motos but uh I think we have a little bit of a break. And and for me, I think it's uh, more time to try and get some work done instead of, uh, you know, enjoy it.
0: I I totally understand that. Do you think, though, that you're carrying momentum now coming out of this podium finish here at Washougal that you're going to be ready to maintain this moving forward for the next three rounds
2: you never know I uh I feel like uh going to Unadilla should be good and um I always like Bud's Creek so uh hopefully uh pick up some pick up some pace and maybe uh dip in uh some battles here with these these two and um my goal is to you know hopefully be good for that SMX you know I think that's going to be uh pretty fun so it'd be cool to uh yeah just try and get better towards the end of the year
0: all right what do you think your your goals are for for then for the next three races because up on the podium and i've seen a lot of great videos they posted of you just putting in some heaters out of Glen Helen looking really, really good. And, you know, so now here we are. We got three races left. You're on the podium. And is there, is this, I'm saying, is this something we can expect uh, to happen again or to be consistent here as we move forward?
2: Um, For me, I kind of understand, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty aware of the reality um, right. that I'm in right now. And that's, you know, just progress. I think right. uh, for me at this point, you know, if I could get um within 20 seconds of the lead today that was kind of good for me and (laughs) and i'm hoping (laughs) to make progress the next weekend but um i think uh there's things that i'm working on and i i I have uh no doubt that i could be closer to these guys coming to you know i i really feel like uh the last three you know especially like buds creek one of my favorite tracks and you know when you when you gel with a track it uh gives you that little bit of confidence but um they're riding good and, and and they're bringing they're bringing um such a new style to the game and uh I, you know I'm 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 kind of part of the old guys at this point <laughs> and uh you know I guess uh I'm trying to learn some new tricks
0: yeah I, I'm not counting you out uh, Jason quite yet I don't think you're quite that old but Let's talk about this. You were had a pretty serious injury. You were home on the couch. I know it was like an, an injury where you just had to rest it, which means you couldn't get on the bike, which means you couldn't train, and you were falling behind. You're probably watching the races at home. Now, in your mind, were you like, "I just got to get back on the bike and get back into race shape," or were you in your mind going, "Hey, I got to get back out there and get back on the podium"? Was a podium the goal, a win? Well, like, what's what was your expectations coming off of the neck injury?
2: Yeah, for me, like uh, when you come back, obviously for my skill and how I believe I can ride, I yeah. I have uh, you know, no doubt that I can be on the podium with these guys. Okay. Um, but for me, you know, when I did my neck injury, I I couldn't do much because obviously like they say yeah. like the vibration can make the bone not heal. So yeah. I was chilling. Like and, and when <laughs> and when you chill that long it's hard to come back. And yeah. uh, that's that's the hardest thing. I feel like I got you know a little over two weeks um to be able to uh to be on the level of these guys and and yeah. the level that they're at is i think higher than i think we've seen in, in many years you know yeah. and they're doing it really smooth and they're doing it so much different so uh yeah for me i, I wanted to come back i felt like i could be on the podium with them and i yeah. really want to learn and uh just improve improve my craft
0: All right, and uh, your craft is coming to a very unique conclusion this year with the Super Motocross season. And I know you mentioned you wanted to come back for that as well. Uh, expectations on that, I, you, you wanna go in and you wanna obviously go for it and you're a damn good rider. We've seen what you can do on a Supercross track, on a motocross track. Uh, there's gotta be some lofty expectations going into the playoffs here at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it'd be nice to just have success towards the end of the season because okay. um, even in Supercross, it, uh, I, it, it was tough for me, you know? I was, yeah. uh, not only was my my race is not going good you know it was i was also you know having such a life change you know i was having having my daughter mid-season and that was kind of you know really my my priority and um i wanted to you know have my daughter and now it's like uh now we got we got we're going to the races and uh (laughs) ready to start focusing on on that and um that's kind of where i'm at so it'd be nice to you know be able to get to the smx battle for you know hopefully some wins in some of those races and um yeah just end the season on a good note and uh try and enjoy myself as much as I can
0: all right uh Jason you were at home you were on the couch like you said you couldn't ride you couldn't do much I know you were watching though and you had to see this dude jet just come and get on fire and I'm sure you watching it on TV. You're taking notes he's not doing full sin crazy stuff he's not just like blitzing the stuff but he's doing the small things better than anybody else out there right now what are you learning watching jet and when you were off and and not on the bike at home watching jet what are you learning that could maybe make you a better rider as you're now having to compete with him on a weekly basis
2: Hmm, yeah i think uh one of the biggest things is, is obviously you know he's he's very smooth you know yeah. he's always has that rear tire connected to the ground and, and he's always in the yeah. in the right part of the power um, I mean as for me trying to learn it's I, I don't I think it's wrong for us sometimes to completely change who we are yeah. but I think there's things that we can do to be better you know and obviously the way he uses the motorcycle and everything like that ha- is you know He has like it's like every settings you know like on like 95 (laughs) you know um and and for us you know i think uh i think for me i have you know two legs two arms and and my brain's still intact somewhat that um (laughs) you know i have it in me to be able to to figure it out and um and try and be in a battle to to be up there you know and and you know it's crazy that he's 19 years old and and i'm 30 and 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 i'm learning from him you know and it's, it's pretty cool but um, it's changing the game and I think that comes you know a lot I think obviously back in the day whenever you saw like Ricky and them they were just kind of like more like wide open like slam and stuff and it yeah. just seems like we're so much we're becoming so much more methodical with the way we we use uh, the motorcycle and stuff like that and uh, and for me that's not doesn't come natural to me you know so I've, I'm, I'm really having to uh, consciously you know yeah. try and try and figure that stuff out but Yeah, Um, you know, that's uh, that's what we're we keep showing up and keep trying to problem solve. And, you know, that's what we're addicted to.
0: All right, Uh, Jason, man, congratulations on getting on the box today. A major accomplishment only coming back here a, a few rounds ago. It's great to see, man. We appreciate your time. Congratulations on the baby. Congratulations on being back on the bike and really looking forward to seeing you at the Super Motocross uh, Championships at the end of the year. Best of luck to you as we move forward, man. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, I am stretched. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49. It is a stretch show on a Friday. Don't forget, Last Chance Radio today, 3 o'clock with the Moto Man. Also... Tonight on Stars, if you have the Stars app, you can watch it whenever. You can watch it today. You can watch it right now. Once I think at midnight it loaded last night, and that is the season two premiere of Heels on Stars. It's a good show. I'm not getting anything out. of Well, I'm getting out of this. I'm, I'm helping out my son. That's what I'm doing. I'm a good dad. You guys know I'm an a-hole, but I'm, I'm a good dad, and I'm uh, trying to help out my kid. And no one on that show can help themselves out now because of the actors' strike in Hollywood and the writer's strike in Hollywood. They're not even allowed to send out tweets going, hey, watch our show tonight. Freaking nuts. All right, let's get into this crazy story. This guy, his name is Andy Malkinson. He's 57 years old. And he just got out of prison after being in prison for 17 years for rape. You're like, why are we talking about this douchebag stretch? Well, because... He's been cleared of all wrongdoing. 2003, uh, he was convicted of raping a woman in Salford. The following year, he was jailed for life with a minimum term of seven years. He served 10 more years behind bars because he maintained his innocence. So because he didn't ever say, I did it, I'm a rapist, and go to, apparently they have therapy and stuff in jail with rapists and violent criminal a-holes and he said he wasn't gonna sit in there and hear horrible stories of rapists and admit to being something he wasn't so he wouldn't do it so they wouldn't let him out of jail so this dude serves 13 years in jail until finally they get DNA evidence in the case you know that magical stuff called DNA guess what wasn't him yeah they now have reported it wasn't him and he has been released from jail and this is where it's crazy and this is in the uk this is in the uk this is not in america this dude who sat in jail for i'm sorry 17 years not 13 years 17 years behind bars he sat in there for 17 years and he's now going to get a bill for food and lodging because he wasn't guilty. Think about that. We put you in jail. We got to feed you or you'll die. And it's expensive to have guards watch you even though guards that watch Jeffrey Epstein were not very good. They should have been taking a pay cut. Guards seem to sleep a lot. They also seem to let people smuggle a lot of crap in there. And to be honest with you, a lot of the crap smuggled into jails is coming from the guards. Trust me. I know a thing or 12. So... Here you are. This guy's in jail, Doesn't commit a cr- did not commit the crime, gets punished for never admitting that he committed the crime that he didn't commit, extra punished, serves an additional 10 years in jail, and then they find out he didn't do it, and now they're like, all right, you're going to get out, and we're going to end up having to pay you a settlement, I'm sure, but uh, that huge chunk of that settlement's going to go back to you paying us for room and board for the last 17 years. I can't make this crap up. This is in someone's got to do something, right? This has got to be fixed. I'm sure he's going to get a big fat settlement because you robbed a guy of 17 years of his life. He's 57, almost 60 years old. And they say the extra 10 years that they kept being hard-ass on him and keeping him in jail because he wouldn't admit that he did it is an extreme heavy toll on a man's mental health. He says at times he contemplated suicide, thinking he was never getting out of there and he wasn't supposed to be in there in the first place. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. They uh, say they've apologized to him now. There's going to be a a some type of a settlement, but they, uh, they also go into how bad the police were in this situation, saying how they mishandled evidence, there was a cover-up, and finally he gets the DNA out there and and the, and remember they thought they had the guy they thought he was a scumbag they're not trying to help you they're trying to keep you behind bars and in the end they should have been helping this guy because he didn't do it he says the entire police force is corrupt and he says i got a hollow apology from them and now they want me to pay for room and board that's insult to injury man at that point i'm going postal at that point people are people are are, are paying and i'm seeking revenge and becoming a horrible human being and, and if he did if this guy went in and just like shot a place up would you not be like well duh but you guys did to him and now you want him to pay actual cash for that he's not gonna be able to get a job he's been in jail for 17 years man oh man all right coming up next let's get into how about jet lawrence little dude's fast that aussie kid is fast 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 i like those lawrence brothers i really really do Shout out to them. Uh, Jet's coming up here. We get Hunter on next week. And it'll be a good time. So Jet Lawrence up next. And then I'm going to talk to you about a a lady I'm setting Moto Man up with. Conjugal Visits Moto. Just think Conjugal Visits. I'm going to set this up. I'm a good friend. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. Big 49, Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, I personally feel responsible for the following statement I saw on social media yesterday from the GOAT himself, Mr. Ricky Carmichael. Check it out.
3: Let's talk about the Triumph motorcycle. It's crazy how well we've contained it. It's been a well-kept secret. Uh, Seen all the rumors, heard all the rumors. It's time for me to show you how real this thing is. Can't wait for you to see it.
0: Oh, there we go. Another tease of nothing, Ricky Carmichael. I stand by my words on the unicorn. So far, for three years, I've seen a lot of dudes wearing black T-shirts that say Triumph on them. I've seen a damn motorcycle under a tarp, but I've never seen a damn motorcycle. After a braggadocious statement like that, I was expecting you to jump on one, give us all the middle finger, and say, here it is, and then ride off. But that didn't happen. There is no Triumph motorcycle. Stop lying to me, Ricky Carmichael. I'm stretching. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with Mr. Jet Lawrence, the daddy of the 450 class. He has taken every single round and every single overall this season. Pitching in an absolute perfect game and it is fun to watch and today I gotta say was the first time it didn't seem as easy I know they've never been easy but you sure have made them look easy and you've been winning by big gaps and today you had chase all over you especially in that second moto and there was some battling going on I know Ferrando's got by you for a little bit so did AP so walk us through your day it's still a great day you're still perfect on the year but today looked like it with some work out there.
3: Uh, yeah, no, the, on the scorecard, it might look easy, but no, that second one was difficult. My <laughs> my mouth got so dry so fast. So nice. there I was just trying to get moisture back in my mouth, all the dust. Um, and, and Chase kept me honest for that whole time. I'm yeah. like, uh, we are uh, an AP at the start of that second one. I always didn't know what got into that, man. I was like, <laughs> geez, this guy's hooking. He ended up dropping us the first few laps. I'm like, damn, AP out here going wild. But uh, once I got around him, I'm like, come on, just give me a little bit of a, this a little bit of a gap, this ba- safety bump. <laughs> and I look back yeah. like a few turns later and Chase is like already there. I'm like, all right, I think uh, <laughs> I, think AP's in the hammer now. So. <laughs> but um, no, it was, a, it was a good one. It, it's such a, that last one was such a different track from the start of the day. Yeah. Start A day was tacky, got, had heaps of rats, and that one was just literally just, pat, like almost powder burns. Yeah. Um So it was kind of a mix, a mixture of being like this patient and, Trying to like keep the roll speed up, and we were kind of pushing that limit a little bit, and yeah. and uh, sadly Ch- Chase has got a bit with, which sucks for him, but I was able to give me that bit of an extra <laughs> saved moment. Right. I just like, oh, I can relax now. So um, yeah. But no, another good day. Uh, this this track's normally me. Normally, uh, normally I'm not the best here, okay. so it was good to get this one out of the way, get a good break, go play some golf at Quarter Lane. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that.
0: Hey, let's talk about that that battle in the second moto as well, when Chase was really bringing it to you. I know we talk about gap management. It seems like you managed to get whole shots, get out front, and then you manage the gap throughout the entire race. Now, today, that there wasn't any gap to manage, to be honest with you, not until the very end when Chase went down. So were you guys, uh, uh, was it, I guess, like as wide open as you could be? Like what was going on inside your head and, and in your strategy at that? point when there really was no gap to manage today
3: um yes yes and no it kind of was just whatever the track could give you and okay. and i can i didn't have as good a flow that second one as i did in the first one the first one i had a lot of good lines and i felt my bounce a lot on I, uh, then I, I slipped out i was kind of struggling a little bit trying to keep that uh rear wall under the under me a few times I spun out a little okay. bit but um yeah it was kind of focusing on this rolling but it was close no i can definitely tell you that any uh this uh that gap is just like it it gets close where if you make a mistake it's it can lead to him getting close enough for a pass. Yeah. So it definitely puts a little bit more pressure on you just to make sure you hit your marks and that stuff. But I like that. I mean it's fun for me. I rather I rather know that him being there than then uh, him just come out of nowhere and surprise and make a pass. I feel like that's always the worst. He's like, What? Where'd he come from? So, where that one, I'd rather him be right there, know- knowing he's there. Yeah. So then this, you just kind of, just makes you focus up a lot more. And I, I like that. Okay. So, um, it was kind of similar last weekend. Like last weekend, it, it was just kind of, he was running that bit faster pace. And I didn't want him to, like, kind of have a surprise attack on. Him, so I just used those few laps sorry use just a few last where you could just kind of catch up a bit I can recover and then then when I know he's there then we can go go to war but uh this this one was like going to war it was a tough one the tracks at the end of the day it's the roughest it's doesn't have much traction at all so it was uh it was challenging but fun
0: all right and, and speaking of that it seems like the last two weeks there's been no gap management it's been pretty hard on you and you've really had to earn these last Two overall victories and in, in, you know, and the last four moto victories in the last couple of weeks since Chase is really getting dialed in. Um,
3: yeah, obviously, uh, since Chase being back, it obviously makes a lot, a lot harder than, than yeah. normal just because uh, this Chase has has that never kind of give up. He's always going to give a hundred percent, so it makes it exciting and I like it because it ends up it makes me a better rider. Make sure I stay focused instead of just going out there and just kind of shutting off. Before and this kind of doing whatever, and this where it could kind of create more of a bigger mistake. Okay. Where with Chase being there, just uh, just make sure I have to make sure I get my start good, make sure I hit my marks, make sure I hit my lap. So yeah. for me, it makes it ends up making me a better rider mentally and physically. So it's uh, definitely been a lot tougher these last ones because Chase has been there those that second motos. So. Um, so I'm I'm looking for these last ones. So yeah.
0: All right, and with uh, Chase has made a couple of little mistakes at the very end of the the last couple of rounds here that have allowed you to you know finish comfortably. But if he's right there, how much is left in your tank if you got to go to battle with this guy for the last four or five laps? Do you have that left in you? Because we haven't seen you challenge like that this year.
3: It kind of all all sets on the just the situation man i mean if, if we're going down to the line i mean if i feel comfortable on the track i feel like i can go fast I'll, I'll go faster and push but if not and and chase is going faster or whoever it is at that point i mean the perfect season would be lovely but i mean at the end of the day i'm um, the perfect season i mean you still get the championship but yeah. uh, i rather focus on a championship than try and push over my head and end up injuring myself and then i'm there no championship so yeah I mean, uh, I'm just focused on my championship. If it wins there, wins there. If not, and if Chase or whoever else is going just faster that weekend, uh, I'm, I'm gonna try my best to hold them off and try and last them out as long as I can. And, and if not, then it's a bit better that day to have it. I'm not gonna be uh, silly about it. I'm not gonna <laughs> risk my chance of crashing and, and making a silly mistake.
0: Alright, let's uh, talk about the next round, which is after the couple of weeks off, we got uh, Unadilla coming up. I know you survived Washugo, where you were kind of worried about it not being your favorite track. How do you feel about Unadilla coming up here in a couple of weeks?
3: Last year, last year's Unadilla didn't, didn't fit up very high with the tracks, <laughs> but uh, previous years when it was really rotted in that stuff, I think that's when it's it's pretty high up there. That's, I feel like that's true Unadilla with the rots and that stuff. Yeah. It creates... Personally, I feel like that creates better racing because you have more lines when it's just flatten that stuff, which was kind of almost like how it was here today. Yeah. Uh, it was rough, but, like, a lot of times it just was the one line and, obviously, it just got kind of at the end blown out. It yeah. just funnels to kind of slot car racing, which I feel like for fans <laughs> is not as fun. I mean, we get close, but it's uh, I feel like it's not as fun for, yeah. for watching um, where at least I feel like hopefully Unadilla, it has some more r- lines where we can yeah. at least kind of the better guy or whatever happens is it, we're just all over the track where it's like okay this guy's taking this line and make it make it more exciting you know and um so it's it's up there normally it's a fun place um the only downside of it is that it's it's so far away from all the hotels so we sadly have to wake up a lot earlier that's the only bummer thing but um Nah, looking looking forward for this break and looking forward to you, Nadella.
0: All right, speaking of the break, Jet, we know that you and Hunter are going to get in some golf here very soon. In fact, you're staying here in the Northwest. They get a little golf in as soon as this weekend and i know that you guys battle at everything you're hyper competitive so who's gonna win the lawrence brothers golf game i know uh, hunter's pretty good so uh what are the odds on you taking out hunter during the uh golfing here this weekend
3: well hunter's been sore lately so i think i my uh, my chance are pretty high
0: <laughs> very very good man well i also think your chances are very high once we get to unadilla as well so Congratulations on another great round of racing, on being undefeated so far this season. Can't wait to see you keep that streak alive. Uh, Best of luck to you. Have a great couple weeks off, and we'll talk to you up at Unadilla. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. Shout out to our guests today. I mean, Jet Lawrence, Jason Anderson, Chase Sexton superstars of the sport of motocross can't wait to get these guys back on the track no racing this weekend we do got an lcr though that's a consolation prize it's called last chance radio starts today three o'clock with my friend motoman oh by the way yesterday i in real job i found myself out in redlands i wanted to go by and say what's up to jason but i couldn't because i was working but i was out there and i i was out in redlands uh yesterday at like 8 a.m i I was there already and it was already almost 90 it was like f me in the a it's hot as balls out here the ie does not play in the temperature control but i was rolling in the 5.0 with the ragtop down so my hair could blow actually i was rolling in the uh, beautiful 2024 uh Lincoln Navigator with dual ac units so i was cruising nicely but then I, I stopped and went to get out of the car. And I was just like, damn. I was there for a good while. But shout out to the homies at HYR. To Jason and the crew down there. They do good stuff, man. And they're down with the 4-9. And the 4-9 is down with HYR. All right. Listen to Moto Man today to find out if they're doing a show on Saturday. Because I, I tell you, I, I've I've already... Uh, you know, you've checked out. I've checked out already. I'm, I, I'm not running stuff anymore. I got no F's to give. I'm doing my show and i'm just trying to have some fun and the, the on my way out the door as i retire and hang it up as a salty old radio dog it's time to go as a radio hack i've washed up but i will tell you that uh uh i haven't like i i am not like oh, let's do this let's do that i'm really not in any sort of planning anymore so here we go my friend moto man though works his ass off hardest working man in show business He's the James Brown of rock and roll radio. His name is Moto Man, and uh, he needs to get laid. I'm gonna hook him up. I got this lady. I've talked about her here before, and this is kind of an update on the story. Her name's Taylor. Sha business. You mind shop business? I'll tell you what's your business. I'll tell you what your business did. She got really high. 25 year old chick. She's from uh, Wisconsin, up in Madison area. She got super high on meth. You know what happened? Tweaker's going to tweak, y'all. And after she got really high, uh, her and her boyfriend, uh, Therion, Therion and, and her were living at Therion's mama's house in the basement. And they were down in the basement smoking meth. Those are not good kids. That's bad kids right there. Well, after they got super high on their own supply, uh, shut business, i um, she she strangled Theory to death. Strangled him. He got killed by his by his bitch, yo. That's what happened. That's spousal abuse. I think it's better. After she killed him, she decided she was going to chop him up. So what did she do? She chops his cock and balls off in his head, puts him in a five-gallon bucket, and then she puts a towel over it and is like, I'm out of here. And then guess what happens? Mama comes downstairs and finds her... Her kid decapitated with his penis and balls chopped off. And then, oh, they're over here in a five-gallon bucket. Imagine finding that if you're a mom. Even if your kid's a tweaker, you don't want to find that. You're like, sure, you're a bitter disappointment. You got this horrible human being whore down here smoking meth in my basement. But I don't want to find you dismembered down there. Yeah, that's what happened. She, uh, went to trial on that. And remember, when we talked about it the last time, she was already on trial for this. And they granted a her her lawyer at one point asked for an extension in the case and she said no I don't want an extension in the case so was like no I need an extension on this case like this is crazy and when the lawyer granted it she attacked her own lawyer beat the hell out of her own lawyer so that did create a major delay and more charges and that's when we first talked about Miss Shub Business that's the greatest stripper name ever what's your name Shub Business Taylor Shub Business so she, uh, she, her trial wrapped up. It took three days, the trial. They're like, yeah, guilty, 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 guilty on all accounts, guilty. What are, and here's a serious, honest question here. Will she serve as much time in jail for murdering and dismembering her boyfriend uh, than the guy that did 17 years for a rape he didn't commit? I, I, I'm wondering if she does 17 years. Uh, they also found out during the trial that Miss Sha Business had a fascination with Jeffrey Dahmer. That's why I thought her and Moto Man would be a great couple. She's going to be in jail for a while, Moto, but you could get conjugal visits and go up there and throw it down and mind show business. You know what I'm saying, Moto? That's right. Yeah, they say Dahmer would uh, murder his people and sexually abuse and eat them. So I don't know if she had, I don't. doesn't say she ate the dude, but uh, she definitely chopped his cock and balls off at his head and put them together in a bucket. That's thats insulting, too. You choked me out. All right, you got me. And then you killed me, chopped my head off. Now you can put my dick in my in my head? That's just not right. That's not right. So anyway, uh, she is going off to jail. Maybe she'll get some conjugal at some point. I don't know. I'm hooking you up, Moto. All right, this is the final hour of the Stretch Show. That means I'm coming back after this and saying goodbye, getting out of here for the week. Come back next week, we start the four-week countdown. Bam, bam, bam. And the end is near. So we will talk about all of that further down the line right now. Let's get up out of here, get back to the rock and roll. It's the big forty-nine. Woo! It's already hot, man. You know why? Because it's lunchtime. It's balls-ass hot out there. Stretch show, I apologize for the poor uh, sound quality today. I got fans blowing everywhere. I got three fans going in this room right I got a ceiling fan and two other fans, and I'm just trying to maintain. I got to uh, record the show with the door shut. And remember, I live right by the beach. I also have to keep my windows closed because, well, the neighbors hear me screaming like a maniac at Ricky Carmichael. They're like, who the hell is Ricky Carmichael? And why is that crazy neighbor screaming at him? Because he's lying to us about the damn motorcycle again yeah I see it Ricky I see it Ricky you'll ride that thing Ricky give me the middle finger and then I'll be like holy hell Ricky Carmichael finally came clean came legit till then no 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 triumph is a fantasy motorcycle till I see one touch one hear one and it can't be some grainy video like a UFO video shot on an iPhone at twelve o'clock at night in a cornfield, mfers. Not to discredit my friends in the UFO world. I apologize for that. I don't apologize, to you Ricky Carmichael. All right. I gotta get up out of here. Last Chance Radio is coming up today. That is the Moto Man. Also today is the day season premiere of Heels on the Stars. Check it out. I tell you, you watch it. Hit me back. Hit me back on the Instagram or somewhere and just say, hey, Stretch, that show is legit because you're going to like it. Or say, hey, Stretch, that show sucked balls. I hated it. And you owe me uh, however much money for an hour of my life I lost. And I'll be like, sorry, bro, I don't have any money, but just don't watch it anymore. (laughs) But it's good. I I like the show. I know Moto likes it too. So go and check that out. I am going to enjoy my weekend of nothing, even though it's so balls-ass hot, I don't know what I'm going to do probably gonna sit around with no underwear on and blowing a fan up my ball sack so it doesn't fall off. I'm very fearful of literally sweating my balls off. I like my balls. I don't like them as much as that nerd today that invented the uh, masturbator while you drive sleep. But hey, you know, different strokes for different folks, literally. All right. I am uh, popping up out of here. I thank you for listening. Thank you for telling everybody about the Big 49. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on the Facebook. And I will talk to you again on Monday morning with the 250s from Washugo. How about Hayden Deegan to kick it off on Monday? Have a good weekend. God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.